The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week. Good morning, everybody out there in Radio Land. Thank you for joining us on Financial Focus. I am said Tyler Simonis. Back over there, he's Josh Spicoli Finelli, and we are partners here at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Summer, unfortunately, is winding down. It makes me sad, but knock on wood, every time I brought this up the last few weeks, uh, this, the smoke has stayed out of Central Oregon, so we made it another week without getting I mean, I, I think Thursday was a little bit smoky in town, but otherwise, uh, it's, been, it's been not too smoky. So let's hope we can make it into fall sports for the high schools and they don't have to cancel any games. Good morning, Mr. Fidelli. How goes the battle? Doing well. A little tired still. A little sleep-deprived with a, with a uh, two-month-old and a three-year-old? Two kids is not easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, Josh gets woken up in the middle of the night because his son is crying. I get woken up in the middle of the night because my son is coming home from being out with his friends. So we're on different ends of the spectrums on that. All right. If you want to be part of the show, give us a call, 877-670-7117. Or you can always send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. So as always, we're going to talk about what happened in the capital markets. Maybe the party is over. We shall see. It all depends on our buddy Jerome Powell. Uh, and then we got a bunch of real good stuff about market timing. We have a bunch of email questions. We're going to try to get through a bunch of those. Uh, so keep sending those to us. We always appreciate when we get emails from our listeners. So let's talk about the capital markets. Uh, U.S. stocks, as measured by the S&P 500, were down about 1.5% last week, so break that. I think it's four-week uh, winning streak. Came to an end last week. Uh, in the international markets is where we saw a big sell-off. International developed market stocks, so I think Europe, Japan, developed international. They were down a little bit, about 3.2% last week, so big sell-off there. All-time highs for electricity in Europe and another surprise. Maintenance shutdown of Gazprom pipelines. Preview of things to come this winter over in the European markets. Yeah, I'm going to Europe uh, for Thanksgiving break, and I'm sure it's uh, – well, it's a dead time, so it's cheaper than normal, but I'm sure when they're starting to have to heat uh, the hotels and stuff, that part's going to... Might have an electricity surcharge on your hotel bill. Which would be interesting. <laughs> they have lots of surcharges on the hotel bill, but I don't speak Italian, so it could yeah. say anything. <laughs> it could say a jackass American surcharge, and I would still have to pay it. Uh, the emerging markets uh, were down about 3%. Uh, U.S. small caps also sold off sharply last week. They were also down... 3%. We saw a sell-off in the bond market, which meant yields were higher last week. Uh, the aggregate bond index, which is sort of the S&P 500 of the bond world, was down a little over 1% last week. So it's, again, one of those years where both stocks and bonds are down. And bonds are down pretty sharply. So most people alive today, in your whole investing lifetime, you haven't seen a year this bad in the bond market. Uh, we've had down years, but not as bad as this one has been so far. Uh, and then the yield on the 10-year is 2.98%. The yield curve continues to be inverted, which means the spread between two-year two treasuries and 10-year treasuries uh, is inverted. Two years are yielding about 3.26, where the 10-year is 2.98, uh, which is um, you know historically always meant we're going to have a recession or we're in the middle of a recession. Um, and so... It's a really interesting time in the bond market and will probably continue to get more interesting as the Fed, uh, in, you know, continues with quantitative tightening. Uh, gold was down about 2%, 1761 an ounce, and oil was down one and a quarter percent at 90 bucks a barrel. So we got the minutes from the last Federal Reserve meeting last week, and it's clear the Fed is committed to continue to raise interest rates. Uh, not sure at their next meeting, which is at the end of, I think it's September 20th and 21st, uh, if they're going to raise rates by 50 basis points or 75 basis points. Uh, my vote, I don't get a vote, but my vote is for 
Jerome, if you're listening, 75 basis points. Uh, quantitative tightening, I just mentioned that a second ago. That probably could be more impactful to what happens in the uh, uh, interest rate world uh, and the bond market and the mortgage-backed securities market than what the Fed does with their uh, overnight borrowing rate. Uh, quantitative tightening is is the Federal Reserve. It's the opposite of quantitative easing, where the Fed in quantitative easing was buying bonds in the in the bond market, which is crazy for us to think about. Never that had that happened before. Now they're selling those bonds back out into the bond market, and they have to unwind essentially about a eight and a half. Uh, trillion dollar uh, balance sheet that the Federal Reserve has. And so and that unwind intensifies in 2023 in combination with a lot more debt that's going to be issued because there was so much spending, so much debt that was already issued during you know the CARES Act and the subsequent stimulus package during COVID that the Federal Reserve is spending that money down starting in, or the, Fed, uh, the Treasury spending that money down in 2023 is when bond issuance explodes again while they're selling debt at double the pace that's occurring now. So potentially a the lot bond of market's going to have to absorb a lot of ton of bonds, a lot of fireworks to come. Uh, Q4, not basically Q4, 2022, Q1, 2023. And what that means is that most likely, unless we are in a sort of cataclysmic economic situation, interest rates are going to go materially higher, even from here. Uh, and so, you know, I would say to you, if you're a listener, if you still have intermediate and long-term bonds, this is the time to make change. And, and the reality is you can go really short in duration and get more yield than you're getting on in your long bonds. So to us, it's a no-brainer. But if you're not doing it or your financial advisor is not doing it, it's because they're not paying attention to what's going on in the capital markets, which is most likely the case, which is true about most financial advisors because they're out hiking, skiing, whatever they're doing, instead of actually paying attention to the capital markets and the opportunities that exist right now in the capital markets, especially on the short end of the bond curve. A lot of you, they just set it and forget it. They leave you in intermediate and long-term bonds. You can get more yield in short bonds with a lot less risk than you can in those long bonds, but your person doesn't make the change because they set it and forget it. And then they don't look at the bond market the way they should be because uh, most of them aren't actually managing the money or they pick some off the shelf model. What's fascinating this week, especially on Friday, was just the dramatic outperformance of value. And you know, all of the worst quality names had performed the best uh, off the rally on, you know, for the last two months functionally. And they gave up a lot of that in one day on Friday and all week value dramatically outperforming as this renewed emphasis on what is actually going to happen, which if you've been listening for the last few weeks, what we're talking about, what we've been talking about is where the market will be uh, in 2023. And it's like all of a sudden the entire market woke up to that reality over the last couple of days. Well, we know that most, I mean, Josh and I are in the camp and we feel strongly about this, that uh, the the rally we've seen since June 16th, which has been breathtaking, breathtaking in a sharp rally, is most likely a bear market rally. So if you look at all bear markets going back, you know, since 1900, there are, all of those bear markets have rallies within them that are pretty sharp, and we think that's exactly what this is. But like Josh said, investors, traders, everybody's waking up to the reality of the situation, uh, and that this, you know, a lot of the the buying that was happening was people remembering what some of these, you know, meme stocks and, and ridiculous valuation stocks had done and they think they're going to go back to them. And so that's where the money piled in. Uh, but again, the reality, reality of higher rates, uh, a slower economy is, is setting in and companies that actually have free cash flow, have decent balance sheets, um, that those are the names you want to own in your portfolio, uh, when, when, you know, the economy slows down and, and higher rates, uh, take take hold in the economy um the housing market continues to show weakness across the board if you look at home builders had 18 percent of their contracts fall through in in july um that that's a pretty big number so home builders and uh the home builder index had a sharp decline last month building permits and housing starts also both declined so the housing market is starting to really feel the effects of higher rates and we think they're going higher from here so uh that's really going to continue to be a challenge in the housing market um uh, so we're going to talk later in the in the show, though, and I just mentioned this, that you can finally get some yield in fixed income. So if you have a ton of money in the bank, 
getting nothing, you can finally get yields in money markets, anything that has to do with the capital markets, which is what Josh and I deal with. So money markets, short-term bonds, there is finally yield in those markets. The two-year treasury bond yields 3.26%, uh, you know, to state tax-free, and you're essentially getting nothing at the bank. So, And that's going to be true for a while with the banks because they need the yield curve to steepen and not be inverted. All right, if you want to be part of the program, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or you can always send us an email by going to our website, uh, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about market timing. Stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, August heat at Clamoya Casino, where we're giving away over $45,000 in hot summer winnings. Win your share of more than $14,000 in cash prizes on Restoration Saturday, August 27th. Win up to $750 at the Friday Rewards Drawings and up to $1,000 August 26th. You can win free play, cash, or gas cards on the Get Out of Town Saturday kiosk. Play Spirit Sunday's Hot Seat and take home up to $200. At Clamoya Casino, where winning comes naturally. Got property that requires great equipment and want a dealer you can count on that's been selling and servicing reliable Kubota equipment for the past 38 years? Then choose Mid-State Power Products in Redmond for all of your Kubota equipment needs. Their full line of Kubota tractors, mowers, and construction equipment are sure to help with any task. Don't forget about their parts and service department that is knowledgeable and will help with any parts you need. Come visit the elite Kubota dealer in your area. Stop in or check them out at platequipment.com or visit Mid-State Power Products located at 3290 South Highway 97 in Redmond. Corey and Zach lingered in foster care for years, longing for a permanent place to call home. They lost hope. I felt alone in the world. I didn't feel loved. Every day felt like a lost cause. I thought, who would want to adopt an older child? I thought, I'm going to end up on the streets. That's just how it's going to be. Thankfully, Corey and Zach's journey changed when they were adopted with help from the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption. It's really difficult to wonder how you're going to make it. I'm not going to have that problem now. I just won't because I have a family. Today, Corey and Zach have bright futures. But every year, thousands of youth age out of foster care with no permanent family and no safety net. Learn more at DaveThomasFoundation.org. We love it here, and we think you will too. Welcome to Alpine Meadows. Beautifully kept landscaping, Alpine Meadows has one-bedroom apartments and two- and three-bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer, beautiful decks, patios, and designer kitchens. Alpine Meadows is conveniently located next to the Dallas-California Highway and minutes away from Orchard Park's nature trails, a place proud to call home. Google Alpine Meadows townhomes, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. You enjoy the quiet life, but you like being close to the action. Living that fits you is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two- and three-bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend, corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. 
If you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, your portfolio, your asset allocation, your your estate plan, your your, your uh, financial plan, whatever you want to talk about is fair game. Uh, so to get one of those appointments scheduled, you can do it here in the office or on the phone. Uh, if you have at least $500,000 of investable money, call the office. The number here is 800-743-0988, or you can always send us an email, which is what most people do, and we're totally good with that. Uh, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Um, this is a good one. There's two things I want to bring up, and this comes from uh, Bloomberg. Investors can lose money even if they invest in the best fund. So in the decade that ended uh, November 2009, so from, from 1999 to 2009, the best uh, U.S.-based fund was the CGM Focus Fund. I remember that fund. Uh, it, had, it, it returned 18.2% annually over that. So every year, 18.2%. Unbelievably great returns. Um, but sadly, the fund investors lost 11% per year over the same period. And the reason is because the fund was unbelievably volatile. I mean, it had gr unbelievable runs and then it had sell-offs and people would get in to the fund after it had the great run-up uh, and then it would sell off and then they'd get out. And so, you know, that's how collectively, and Morningstar has this data, you can look at you can look at the return of a mutual fund, and then you can look at the investor return, average investor in the fund's return. And the more volatile the fund, the bigger the deviation usually between the fund's return and the investor's return. The same thing happened. Uh, Peter Lynch, uh, probably the greatest mutual fund manager of all time, he ran the Magellan Fund and put Fidelity on the map. He ran that fund for 13 years and had a similar return, you know, high teen return annualized over that period. Uh, but the average investor return uh, was something like 2.5%. It was the exact over. same dynamic in the 2000s with the Fairholme Fund and Bruce yeah. Berkowitz, the uh, average investor underperformed by something like 900 basis points annualized. And it's true for stocks too, right? So you know everybody talks about Apple or Amazon and you know if you had bought it at, a, at the IPA or Nike or, or, or Microsoft. But those stocks had drawdowns and a lot, a lot of drawdowns of 80-plus percent. I mean Apple – was maybe 30 days away from being insolvent before Steve Jobs came back and took the business over. And so, you know, it, it seems like it would have been easy to own Apple uh, from the IPO, but most people would have been shaken out of the stock. Uh, and same with Amazon and, and, and so forth. So, and then lastly, I, I also want to bring up that this is true of the market in general, the economy in general, or businesses in general, but stock prices are significantly more volatile than their underlying business fun fundamentals. So if you look at a, a stock's return and you see how volatile the stock price is, that volatility is a measure of what the business is worth at any given time. So you know you take uh, the amount of shares outstanding times the share price, and that gives you the market cap of the business. And so when you look at the volatility of some of these stocks or the stock market in general, the underlying business earnings aren't growing that much or declining that much, just the volatility of the, the market or the stock price is a huge magnifier of those business fundamentals. So remember, and that's why the genius of Buffett, he focuses on the fundamentals of the underlying businesses and sees where the generally over time those fundamentals are going and knows that over time the stock price will take care of itself. And so I, I've made the analogy in the past where imagine if D Josh has a very rambunctious dog, uh, it's just the breed that he has, but imagine that Josh had a, he's walking through Drake Park with a 30 foot leash and his dog is running all over the place on the leash. Uh, but Josh is just walking in a straight line. Eventually, the dog is going to get to the same place Josh is. Uh, and, and so Josh is the business fundamentals. The dog is the stock price. Remember that. <laughs> they get to the same place eventually. Markets have this tendency to overshoot and to undershoot to both sides. And the reality is, is the truth is always somewhere in the middle. All right. Let's talk about market timing. And so the, the, the saying goes that the most important factor in investing, successful investing, is time in the market, not trying to time the market. So, Josh, why don't you explain what we mean by the difference between time in the market versus timing the market? Well, everyone wants to know when to invest, but knowing when to invest isn't as near as important as how long you actually stay invested. And when you're trying to navigate the peaks and valleys of market returns, 
Of course, investors naturally want to jump in at the lows and cash out at the highs, but no one can predict when those will occur. And, and since, of course, we'd all like to avoid declines, but the anxiety that keeps investors on the sidelines may save them that pain, but it may ensure they'll miss the gain. And so, you know, historically, each downturn has been followed by an eventual upswing. And although there's no guarantee that that will always happen, trying to avoid risk could itself be risky since it's impossible to know when to get back in. And that's why, you know, when we highlight the dramatic underperformance of investors relative to the funds they actually own, they tend to be willing to go to cash when they're underperforming, which is that underperformance is actually what it takes to outperform. And so they do the complete opposite of what has been definitively proven as the successful course of action. Yeah, you know, they say hindsight is twenty twenty. When you look back at uh, market sell-offs and recessions and those kind of things, it seems like it should have been easy to see those, predict those, and make the mark, right market calls. But, it, you know, it's just not, and nobody can do it successfully over time. So if you think about on a go-forward basis, if you're going to make market timing moves, think about how hard that would be, especially in the short term, uh, to get correct. And, and the, the best thing about investing is that doing nothing – is almost always the right thing to do. And so just staying invested, if you own quality investments, is almost always the right thing to do. The rest of your life, doing something matters, right? In school, more effort matters. In sports, more effort matters. But that's not true in investing. Effort doesn't always equate to results. Uh, and, and so that's what's so hard for the human being, uh, our brain to process. In fact, like your, your ability to persevere through negative markets and big drawdowns is precisely what's going to improve your chances statistically of coming out ahead over the long term. Yeah, so if you, if you don't uh, believe us, here's some statistics that sort of outline how hard it is to market time and, and why you really can't do it. And this comes from Putnam Investments. So uh, from uh, 2006 to 2021, so over a 15-year period, if you had invested $10,000 in the S&P 500, uh, over that 15-year period in the S&P, it would have grown by 10.66% annualized per year, or it would have grown to $45,682. Over that 15-year period, if you miss just 10 of the best trading days, just 10 days in a 15-year period, your return goes to 5.05% annualized or $20,000. If you miss the 20 best trading days, your return goes to 1.59%. If you just miss the 30 best trading days in a 15-year period, your return goes to a negative 1.18 per year. So again, timing the market or trying to get in and out based on what you think the market's going to do in the short term is almost impossible. Nobody can do it successfully. Professionals can't do it successfully. The doofuses on CNBC make it seem like they are doing it successfully. But if you looked at their returns, their performance relative to the S&P, they're getting beaten. And they, their response would be like, oh, our market our, our, uh, market risk-adjusted returns are better, blah, blah, blah. It's all BS. So it's time in the market. Letting the power of compounding work in your favor is the key to success. And yes, there will absolutely be scary drawdowns. But as long as you believe in the future of this country and the future of these, the businesses that exist in this country, uh, you will be fine. Betting against America and betting against the engine, the financial engine that is America, the economic engine that is America, has always been a losing bet. And we believe that will be true in the future all right if you want to sign up for our e-newsletter go to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com little box will pop up uh, put your email in, in there in there and that's the only thing we'll send you we send out our e-news in the middle and the end of every month stick around we'll be right back sign up for our e-news today get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from northwest quadrant wealth management delivered right to your inbox the short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Workout in at the fitness center. 
tomorrow, maybe some rafting on the Deschutes River. Or I could go for a swim and spend the afternoon by the pool. It's pretty easy to fill your calendar when you live the life you love at Stonebriar. Walk the nature trails at Pilot Butte, or maybe give Tracy a call. We can go shopping in Bend on Saturday. Sunday, read a book on the deck. And after an active day outside, you come home to gorgeous resort-style one, two, or three-bedroom apartments with Cook's Kitchens, spacious bath, full-size washer and dryers, computer labs with free internet, covered parking, and... My fur babies. Pets allowed. Stonebriar is currently accepting applications. Their beautiful landscape grounds feature two clubhouses and are on Highway 20 near 27th and Bend. Google Stonebriar Apartments for details. Stonebriar, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Stonebriar Apartments. The best of resort living. Save thousands. Be advised. This is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on a hot tub and swim spa. Today through Sunday, Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Save thousands. Be advised. This is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on a hot tub and swim spa. Today through Sunday, Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. 18-month interest-free financing. Brand new 2022 inventory ready for immediate delivery. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Huge factory incentives. Factory rebates. This weekend only. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. We can remove your old hot tub. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Come see the revolutionary new swim spa in action at exceptional prices. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Just relax and enjoy. Today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Today, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Free admission. Free parking. Free delivery. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Call 888-SPA-SALE or visit hottubandswimspa-sale.com. The threat of wildfire poses a growing risk to Oregonians, and recent wildfires have provided some important lessons. You can prepare now by taking three important steps. Step one, contact your insurance company to make sure you have the right amounts and types of coverage. Step two, create a home inventory by taking photos or videos of your possessions in each room of your home. Step three, Gather and make copies of important identifying and financial documents. Store them in the cloud or another secure location. These three actions can help you and your community be more resilient in the face of wildfire. Be wildfire ready by being insurance ready. Visit dfr.oregon.gov slash prepare now to learn how. This message brought to you by the Oregon Division of Financial Regulation, the Oregon Association of Broadcasters, and this station. There's never been a more exciting time to work for Central Oregon Community College. COCC offers college employees outstanding benefits, generous paid leave, and more. Pop by COCC's Ben Campus Hiring Fair on Tuesday, August 23rd from 5 to 7 p.m. Candidates can interview for positions including custodian, ground staff, barista, cook, dishwasher, and cashier. Get hired on the spot. Visit COCC.edu forward slash hiring fairs to learn more. Job offers contingent upon candidates' successful completion of a background check. Outstanding young business leaders under 40 deserve recognition. Cascade Business News and Washington Trust Bank, member FDIC, are looking for people who are accomplished under 40. Let's recognize leaders in Central Oregon's varied business communities who've coupled impressive careers with a social and philanthropic commitment. Nomination deadline is August 29th. Get details and enter today at CascadeBusNews.com. That's CascadeBusNews.com. Watch for the winners of Accomplished Under 40 in the October edition of Cascade Business News. You're listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tyler Simone. It's that guy over there. He's Josh Finelli. And we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. If you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So to get one of those scheduled, if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office. The number here is 800-743-0988. Or you can send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. This comes from Charlie Bellello, but it's 
uh, just information that's out there. So the combined market capitalization of Apple and Microsoft uh, is four point nine four trillion, which is unbelievable. I mean, it's like a pro- it's probably if you took Apple and Microsoft and you compared it to the GDP of uh, economies, it's in the top 10, those two companies, which is crazy to me globally. Bigger than the entire German stock market, each individually. And so f- almost $5 trillion market cap, just my, uh, Microsoft and Apple. It's now $1.75 trillion higher than the combined market value of all of the companies in the Russell 2000. So think about that. There's 2,000 small cap companies, 2,000 companies. <laughs> And Microsoft and Apple are $1.75 trillion more than all of those. Uh, and so, you know, what's interesting about that is you can, you can read a lot into that. Um, I, I feel like, you know, so most of this country's history with trust busting and that companies couldn't really be as big as these two and, and couldn't be quite as sort of monopolistic as these two companies are. And I think now the, the sort of the situation is such that these companies can flourish longer than they previously would have. But eventually, one thing I can promise you is Microsoft and Apple won't be the biggest companies in America. And so, you know, when you think about companies that got really big relative to the rest of the economy or relative to other companies in our country's history, the railroads, uh, uh, Sears, uh, IBM, you know, companies that Exxon Mobil, yeah. right? Companies that we thought would just be there forever. They're not even close anymore. And so that's going to happen with Apple. And Apple, I'm not saying that Apple isn't a great business. It is unbelievable. Their cash hoard, their balance sheet, uh, they, they essentially have Times Square in everybody's pockets. I mean, it is awesome. Uh, Microsoft, same thing. Google, unbelievably great businesses. But there are other great businesses that will take their place that you can't even fathom right now. And so the reason I bring it up is that um, indexing, if you think about Apple and Microsoft over the next 20 years, I I just don't see how they beat the S&P 500 over the next 20 years. It just statistically is going to be very, very hard for them to do because essentially if that that was true, if Apple were to grow faster over the next 20 years than the S&P, it would be bigger in market cap than every country except the United States and China. Apple, specifically the resiliency this year, uh, I think probably just because of the cash hoard. <laughs> we were laughing about that in the office this week, but if you think Apple, while it buys back a prolific amount of shares, it still keeps about $200 billion in cash on the balance sheet. Uh, in short order, they're going to be able to generate $8 billion in net income in a year just off their cash pile. By buying treasury. Which is more than most of the S&P 500 generates in net income on an annual basis. So it's just astonishing to think about the staying power. But they now have a concentration weighting in the S&P of north of 6.5%, which is uh, massive relative to history, at least. Yeah, I mean, the five biggest companies in the S&P drive the performance of that thing. And and it's very – I mean the law of not large numbers eventually is going to catch up with Apple and Microsoft and Google and Amazon. It's just it's just always how it has been, and it always will be that way. All right. Let's tackle some email questions we got. Uh, let's see. I'm planning on retiring at the end of the year when I'll start collecting Social Security and taking money from my investments. How do I know which investment accounts I should start taking money from? I have a taxable trust account, a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA, best gym. Uh, without knowing more about your specific age and circumstances, what we can really, Another income. Yeah, it sounds no, like it's just his Social Security and his investments. I mean, if you are before full retirement age, you know, it puts even more of an onus on you to try to use your investment accounts to supplement your income. Well, he's taking Social Security. He said he's going to file, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, ideally... You want to try to postpone, but uh, the hierarchy of distributions, you are mostly going to turn to your trust account first because that's the most tax-efficient stream of where you're going to take. Uh, you could supplement that with additional distributions from your retirement accounts, your maybe, traditional retirement maybe in lesser amounts, but uh, the weight of your distributions should come from your trust account as you age you're going to shift the balance of distributions to your other accounts. Uh, Presumably by the time you get to 72, uh, your required distributions may actually meet the bulk of your income needs. At least that's the circumstances we often see for specific clients. But uh, start 
and take more from your taxable accounts and over time shift that uh, distribution to a weighting that's more to your retirement accounts. So, Jim, I'm not saying this because of what we do for a living and that we're financial advisors and we help people manage money. But in this case, it may make sense for you to hire an advisor and pay them a fee to help you with this. So, you know, Josh and I tell people all the time, uh, the accumulation phase of life where you're accumulating assets and you're saving money and you're having them grow, that's relatively easy. Uh, you know, you just sort of put, you know, as long as you are investing in quality assets and in the right buckets and the right piles, uh, you know, you just sort of put your head down and save as much as you can and, and just keep doing that. Uh, but when you get to the, uh, right before the distribution phase or into the distribution phase, my opinion, and obviously I'm biased because what I do for a living, is that uh, paying an advisor can help you uh, decide on these things that you're trying to decide on. And, and probably the taxes that they will save you will more than make up for their fee. And then also where they get the distributions from within those accounts, right? So it's not just deciding on the accounts, taxable IRA, traditional IRA, Roth IRA, you know, what, you know, we, you can help sort of work through uh, if you want to leave money, what are the best, what's the best pile of money to leave to your kids or grandkids or wherever you want to leave it, um, those kind of things. Um, but then within each one of those accounts, you are going to have to take distributions and knowing how to set those up so that you take distributions such that bear markets don't uh, damage your accounts too much and those kind of things. So um, Josh is right. It's going to most likely start with the trust account from, from a tax perspective. That's p pretty much the best place to, to take it from. Uh, and especially, you know, if you want to leave money to kids and, and that kind of thing, a Roth is, is a great tool. It's just to do an that with. art that you, there's a lot of different considerations and there is actually a ton of value to be added by fee-based advisors in this type of circumstance as far as like, of course, if they do it, weighing way. all of these other considerations and telling you, you know, because there's no right answer. It's just relative to each individual consideration in each individual circumstance. And so uh, advisors can add a lot of value there. All right. We got a real quick. We got an email from Andrew. It says, um, is the classic 4% withdrawal rule still valid? And how should I factor inflation into my retirement spending budget? Mo focus on the 4%. Don't worry about the inflation. Uh, it's still valid now <laughs> in the, the era of ultra low interest rates. There was uh, increasing relevance to the idea that it wouldn't be uh, in the sense that, you know, your risk reducing side of your portfolio wasn't going to be able to generate uh, amount of yield relative to historic norms. Uh, but, you know, we still look at the 4% rule as very valid uh, and it can be, you know, potentially higher based on your actual age. I mean, the 4% rule is applicable to retirees that are 62. And so uh, there's, you know, again, depending on your age and circumstances, uh, there's uh, there's definitely validity to the rule still at 62. Though. I think the important thing to know about any withdrawal rules, no matter what the number is and, and how they get to the number, it's not it's not like a foolproof this will work every time. I mean, the 4% rule was arrived at running regression analysis on the market, going back, including the Great Depression data and, and it working. But, you know, there's, it's not a hard, fast rule that it's always going to work. And that's the thing that people need to remember is that it's not a guarantee that if you take 4%, uh, you're not going to run out of money. That's based on you wouldn't have over those periods of time, but it doesn't mean in the future at some point that you will run well, out of money. Well, and it's assuming so. a 60-40 asset allocation. So, you know, it's uh, there's, again. <laughs> but, but, but we, like Josh said, we still believe that it's a very good guideline, um, you know, th that, and that's the, the, well, the number that we use from a withdrawal rate to talk to our clients when they're planning for how much money to save and how much they can take. All right, if you want to be part of the program, give us a call. Number here is 877-670-7117. You can always shoot us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about some myths in the variable annuity space, and there's a lot of them, so stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. On July 15th, 
Jenny was in a sleeper cab of a semi-truck when it left the roadway and rolled down a 20-foot embankment. Jenny was ejected. She broke her back in four places. Jenny may not walk again, but a great medical team specializing in pediatric spinal injuries are helping her to try. Volvo Cars Bend is donating $100 to Jenny's Medical Fund with each car sold in August. To learn more about helping Jenny, come by and see us at Volvo Cars Bend. We live in a high desert wonderland. And you like to be outside. The Ben Factory stores have what you need. For the Central Oregon outdoor lifestyle. Make a bold statement and save up to 70% every day. Over 20 famous brand names like Columbia, Nike, and Pendleton. And locals like Learning Express Toys, Runway Fashion Exchange, and Cascade Mattress and Bedroom Furniture. Shop with nothing in mind and find exactly what you wanted. Great buys that reflect your personality. Are you ready for back to school? Well, Columbia sportswear is with back to school essentials at great prices gear up with columbia backpacks starting at $24.99 lunch bags and water bottles mix and match buy one get one 50 off kids graphic tees start at just $9.99 hurry in and get the deals now for a limited time teachers get an additional 10 off your entire purchase through august 17th smart shoppers start at the ben factory stores south highway 97 because everyone needs an outlet Wow, buddy, this place is gorgeous. I love living here at Wild Horse Mesa. It was just built in 2021, so it's got all the latest amenities with high-end finishes, plus AC, my own washer-dryer, pool access, fitness center, rec room, and a private patio. (laughs) All this on your salary? Wild Horse Mesa is more affordable than you think. Call the office and see what's available. Google Wild Horse Mesa Prineville for more information. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Minutes from Prineville. New, beautiful, affordable Wild Horse Mesa. Ad paid for by Case Legal Media. Attention, this is an important message for anyone that has been diagnosed with cancer after using such products as Johnson & Johnson baby powder and shower to shower. Recent media studies have shown that use of talcum powder can cause ovarian cancer. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with ovarian cancer after using these products, then you may be entitled to significant compensation. In July 2018, a jury awarded $4.7 billion to 22 women whose ovarian cancer was linked to Johnson & Johnson's talcum-based products. Don't wait another day to see if you're eligible. Call us at 800-895-7302. That's 800-895-7302. Our network of attorneys are ready to fight for you, and you'll pay nothing unless there is a recovery in your favor. Time restrictions may apply, so call now. 800-895-7302. That's 800-895-7302. Again, 800-895-7302. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. I am part of said team. My name's Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Finelli, and we are partners here at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, and we appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. So I am evidence of this. Boy, oh boy, am I. Having extreme intelligence does not guarantee success in investing, right? (laughs) And I'm a good example of that, my wife would tell you. Uh, the hedge fund long-term capital management, if anybody remembers that, in in 1998, it blew up, uh, and the central bank had to organize a bunch of the biggest banks in the United States to bail them out. Um, But long-term capital management was started by a bunch of uh, PhDs, Nobel prize winners. They all left these big investment banking firms and started uh, this giant hedge fund, raised a ton of money uh, and almost single-handedly brought down the global financial markets uh, because of the giant bets they made. Um, so they had to be bailed out. These are people that were infinitely smarter than I will ever be. They've forgotten more than I will ever know. Um, but they were disastrous when it came to investing. Uh, and the Central Bank of the United States had to bail them out. Um, there's a guy named Larry Swendro. He wrote a book called The Quest for Alpha, The Holy Grail in Investing. 
Uh, and he, he go, in the book, he describes the track record of Mensa's investment club. So Mensa, for anybody that doesn't know, is uh, if you're a Mensa member, you have the uh, IQ in the top percent of the global top two percent of the global population. Uh, but in the 15 years ended 2001, the S&P 500 gained 15 percent per year. The Mensa Investment Club returned just two and a half percent per year. So there was a particular advisor in Ben <laughs> that used to market himself as a Mensa member, isn't that right? Yeah, he's having a tough time, so I'm not gonna not gonna go after him. But anyways, yeah, it, it, brilliance and being really smart uh, d- doesn't it doesn't hurt, right? So it, it's not a bad thing to be. I wouldn't know, but. Uh, um, it's not a, you know, it doesn't mean you're going to be a. Remember, though, there's only two types of participants in markets those that have been humbled and those that are going to be. And, and that overconfidence bias is so powerful in markets. And that's why women tend to be better investors, actually. But, you know, brilliance, you know, if you're a rocket science or brain surgeon, you, know, you I, I hope you're a mental member and you're, and you're brilliant. But in investing, um, you know, you think about some of the best investors over time. They all weren't geniuses. Some of them were gunslingers and just had the big cojones to do the right thing at the right time. Uh, and that, and that, I guess, made them smart investors, but didn't mean they were Mensa members. <laughs> okay, let's talk about some myths that ex- that exist in the in the variable annuity space, sort of exposing the dark side. Because, you know, we all know that variable annuities are sold; they're not bought. We have never, in in the history of our business, had anybody come to our office or call our office and say to us. I want to buy a variable annuity from XYZ company. That has never happened, and I don't think it's ever going to happen. Uh, so uh, financial advisors say, boy, oh, boy, do I have a deal for you, Beulah, and uh, and they're sold. Um, and so, you know, if you've listened to this show for any amount of time, you know that we're not fans of variable annuities uh, for lots of reasons that we can go through. But so many advisors out there, especially when they get market volatility like we've seen this year, they use that as an opportunity to sell product and in this case sell a var- variable annuity and all the supposed awesome guarantees that go along with the annuities. But I, one thing I can promise you about the investment business if it sounds too good to be true in this business, it always is. That's just sort of a fact that I've sort of come, you know, re- come to realize. Um, so the myth number one that a variable annuity is a suitable re- investment for a retiree. Just because you are retired doesn't mean that it is a suitable investment. If you have five million dollars in investable assets and you have a pension and Social Security, and your your pension and Social Security provide you more than enough income. Uh, and your you know your portfolio is kicking off another two hundred thousand dollars in income that you don't need that you're continuing to save. Why in the heck would you go out and buy a variable annuity that is a tax bomb at death because you don't get a step up in cost basis when you die, uh, and the fees are astronomical, uh, and your 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 money's locked up in a surrender period. That is just but we see that all the time. Uh, it's just amazing to us. Uh, how often we see that. The, the next one, the, the sale alone seems ex- mutually exclusive with what's in the self, what's in the best interest of the actual client. Yeah, and then and the next one is that your money is safe. So advisors uh, sort of pitch the idea that, that you're buying an annuity to make your money safe. So let's say they, you know you go to an advisor's office and they say, okay, we're going to invest you know half your money in a portfolio of, of mutual funds or ETFs or stocks or whatever it is. Then we're going to take this other half and we're going to be safe with it and we're going to put it in a variable annuity. <laughs> That's just not blatantly. It's just false and it, and they're and they're actually lying to you and the sec and finra should go after these people because the funny thing is when josh and i talk to people that own variable annuities and we ask them to sort of tell us their understanding of what they own it is so far away from what they actually own it's not even funny and finra and the sec know this i mean so financial advisors go out and they pitch these things and they explain them in sort of a semi-truthful way and the advisor i mean then the client hears what they want to hear of course uh, but the advisor sort of knows that the, that the, uh, the understanding isn't fully there. But, of course, they're not correcting them because they want them to sign on the dotted line so that Joe Schmo advisor can get paid that big commission. So it's still invested in the market. And if you want to take your money from a variable annuity, you're going to get the market value, which is just as volatile as the rest of your portfolio. But since the fees in your annuity are even higher, you're going to have even less than you would in your other portfolio. And, oh, by the way, if you leave in the first seven years – they're going to claw back the commission that they paid the advisor, not from the advisor, but from your account. 
<laughs> which is like, oh, of course the advisor wants to sell it. So if you know if you left in the second, third year, and they pay the advisor seven percent on that annuity, you're gonna have to pay five percent back out of your account because uh, they're not going to take it back from the advisor. The average retail investor just hears that word guarantee, and even though it's only relative to the income benefit itself, they just latch that onto the account value and get the two confused and think that that account value is actually the guarantee. So another myth, and I don't know that this is a myth, but that your fees are low. Annuities have really high fees. They're hidden, you know, like on our clients' statements, it shows exactly what they're paying us in a dollar value. And believe me, when markets are down, that's not fun for them to see. But the an annuity is an insurance contract between you and the insurance company. It's very, it's regulated by the insurance commission, not the SEC. Uh, and so they, the rules are very different in what they have to be, uh, how they have to disclose the fees. And so, you know, they have high fees that are hidden. They're, they're you know, deep within the prospectus, you can find them. Uh, but believe me, the advisor is not saying to you, oh, well, guess what? You're going to have five layers of fees from the mortality and expense, the administrative, uh, the mutual fund expenses, the income rider, and the death benefit. They're not going to explain to you that you're going to be paying 4% in fees because why would anybody buy something that has a 4% annual fee and that's an investment? But that's the truth. I mean, that's just the truth of the – I'm not making it up. This is the truth. Uh, of the annuity. Uh, the other one, they sell them on the income riders or the guarantees, the guaranteed income riders. Uh, the income rider benefit value is different from the cash value of your policy, and that's the biggest myth uh, that's out there. We have some more. We, we're running out of time in this segment, uh, so we'll save this for a future um, segment. All right. Uh, if you want to take one of us up on a free Retirement review. One of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, your portfolio, your asset allocation, your financial plan, your estate plan. Whatever you want to talk about is fair game. So to get one of those appointments scheduled with one of us, if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call the number at our office here, 800-743-0988. Or you can send us an email uh, by going to our website, Northwest Quadrant Wealth. Com. When we come back, we're going to talk about proprietary investments. Hopefully, you don't have any. Stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five- to six-minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com. 